everybody, welcome to another episode of Social Media Introvert. Today my guest is Corbin the Panda. Hello! You all don't know this. We're refilming this. We had some technical difficulties, well I had technical difficulties the first time. <laughs> my computer decided, oh no, we're not going to save this file. So, we're refilming this. I'm letting you all, I'm letting you know this now because I don't remember any of the questions I asked last time. So. Yep, same. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to have to, <sighs> for a miracle. So, today my guest, as I said, is Corbin the Panda. Corbin, tell everyone about you. Who, uh, well, wait. No, that makes sense. Never mind. <laughs> tell everyone <laughs> I mean, about. I got it. <laughs> tell everyone about who you are, what you do. Uh, hi, my name is Corbin. Uh, when I was on YouTube, I was YouTube.com/slash Corbin the Panda, and I'm kind of not doing that anymore for like a few reasons. It's on my Twitter, and it's a whole thing. But like, basically, I used to do YouTube for a few years, um, a good chunk of time actually. But just recently, I kind of like turned away from that and then I moved to New York to go to school and study musical theater so now that's what I'm doing I, I don't know what else I don't know what else <laughs> um well let's just jump right to these questions so oh. as questions go start off orchestrated questions about social media YouTube blah 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 then questions I want to ask and then we have open for questions submitted which I hope I still have and we wrap up when you started YouTube what got you into social media okay so oh okay I remember answering those questions <laughs> There was an episode of iCarly years ago where basically, um, you remember the YouTuber Fred with the really high voice? Um, yeah. He was on an episode of iCarly. And I just watched it thinking he was like one of the Nickelodeon characters. And then I found out like YouTube and I was like, oh, that's like a real thing. It's not like one of their weird like little made up websites. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So then I got on YouTube and the first YouTuber I ever watched, uh, her name is Megan, her uh, channel is Strawberry17, and she does like kind of Japanese kind of gaming nerdy videos, and she's super fun. And then after that, I watched Shane Dawson, which was a big jump, and then I found Fred. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's crazy. Um, so then I started watching them, and I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And then I was like, wait, that's fun. I want to have fun. I want to upload videos. And so like I did, like they weren't good at all because i was fully like in middle school if not younger um so i had like a channel of me literally just like doing like random stuff all the time and it was like really stupid um that channel is now deleted so that's good um and so i don't know i kind of got out of it for a while but then when i got into high school i was like hey i want to try that again because that was actually like kind of fun so the first video that i posted on my new channel i think it was a 40 minute long unedited on my Mac webcam in the dark, the only light was my Mac screen, talking about every single character that died on The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, made that video. Um, and, you know, I realized, like, wow, that wasn't up to date. I should make a part two, so I did. Um, and then it just kind of branched out from there. And so I started doing, like, the popular, like, 10 things I hate, eh, like that type of thing. Um, and then I was like, wow, this is really boring. It doesn't provide me any joy. So that's cool. Um, but around that time, I went to Playlist Tri-State when it was in New Jersey. Not this past one, because like I heard like no one went to that. Yeah. But like the one in like 2014. Mm -hmm. I went and I was like, oh, it would be so much fun to vlog this. Because I had met an internet friend the first time. Her name was Carrie. We met on YouNow. It was a whole thing. So it was me, my friend Carrie, my friend Chris, and then like my parents who didn't go to the event. Because why would they do that? Um, and we just went to the event. I recorded like everything and it was really ugly because I like edited on my phone and recorded on my phone and it was just <laughs> a mess. But I thought it was so cool. I was like, oh yeah, this is editing. Um, recorded that video. But in one of my clips, I had a vlog clip with Troy Savon. Mm -hmm. That video blew up. 
um and by blew up i mean like got like a couple hundred views because in my brain that's what blowing up meant at the time yeah. <laughs> uh, but because of that i got like a good traction of subscribers and i was like oh that's so fun then a few months later i was in a collab channel with a few of my friends from playlist tri-state but it wasn't really bad because like a lot of the members were like really young and it was messy and uh, so that happened and that ended very quickly um we know uh, <laughs> 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 but I liked being in one of them, so that's it. <laughs> it wasn't Stacia. Um, just kidding, I love Stacia. Yeah, so that happened, and then just kind of followed it up from there. I vlogged a lot of events, like concerts, conventions, stuff like that, and that was kind of my go-to because I liked also being able to look back on that type of stuff. Um, because I liked the aspect of social media where, like, if I post something or record something, I'll have it like technically forever yeah. um and i like the idea of being able to look back on stuff that i did uh -huh. um so i did a lot of events and stuff like that um did a few videos here and there um of like crap i don't know it like wasn't good <laughs> like um, i kind of started getting into like more like theater related content i remember like a hamilton there's a controversy at hamilton like the musical on broadway where like i think it was i feel like it was the vice president went to go see the show and, oh yeah, 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 and the yeah. crowds booing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so there's this whole thing about people being like, "Hamilton sucks. That's so disrespectful." But like, it wasn't the cast like doing that. So I made a video all mad, and I was like, "How are you gonna blame the cast for the audience's actions?" Mm -hmm. So then I was like, "Oh yeah, I do like theater. That's something I could talk about." Um, and around that time was when Stay Shook started, and I was on my first panel at Playlist, and that was so much fun, and I loved that. I felt like a superstar, and it was great. Um, and then Stay Shook was actually so much fun. I, whenever people want to watch my videos of like when I did YouTube, I always show Stay Shook videos because I felt like they were so much better than any of my videos on my channel. Like I felt like they were so funny. Right around that time, actually, the time that Stay Shook ended is the time I also just kind of quit YouTube. Because like there were like some other stuff in there of like why I was getting kind of discouraged on social media, which wasn't like numbers or anything. It was just like the people who thought numbers were a big deal. Yeah. Oh, that that kind of discouraged me a lot um so it wasn't so much that was the only reason i quit but that was definitely a big reason but i don't know it's it's kind of something that i've thought about doing again a lot because outside of youtube i edited kind of like a movie for a musical that i directed and i've edited video projects here and there since then because i like doing that i like having that creative input i just haven't gone back to youtube because i don't i don't really know it just seems like the platform's kind of weird now i mean that makes sense because like I don't know, with the recent updates and things in terms of like the rules and the, everything, it's just, I don't know, YouTube is not what it used to be. I remember I uploaded a video, it's like 13 minutes long, and it's like, almost like I went back to my roots of filming on my webcam, no editing, all that stuff, a 13 minute video, and it was when the thing came out when channels under 1k or 10k or whatever couldn't monetize their video, literally titled the video, if you're a smaller creator, YouTube hates you, here's why, <laughs> and I was... <laughs> But at the time, I wasn't even doing YouTube still. I was just, like, so angry about it because I felt like I still had a place in that, which I, I still think I could if I wanted to, um, which I might in the future, but now I don't. So I don't even know why I posted it. I think I deleted it since then because I was like, that's messy. But anyway, cool. <laughs> so how... Your original content, how would you describe it? it um... Disgusting. <laughs> 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 I mean... 
like when you started is that what you like ideally thought that you wanted to like do for your channel in the long run here's the thing is i never really had a plan like mm -hmm. if people would ask me the type of videos i made i'd be like i don't know mm -hmm. like i i guess i have ended up saying vlogs because i was like sure i mean technically everything's a vlog i guess mm -hmm. i don't know it was just weird um, cause I never really, like, I wasn't someone who had a plan of like, this is my content, this is my schedule, this is my whatever. Like, I didn't even find out how to make a channel banner until so long into my career. So like, that showed how well I was doing. I guess essentially if I were to pick something, it would have been vlogs. And at this point in my life, it would be vlogs and also theater related content, you know? Mm -hmm. So something along that lines, I guess. I don't really know if they answer the question or not, but. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Amen. Right, great. We uh, that's all the YouTube questions that I had. That was all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you answered both of them in that one long sentence. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah, that's long cut out sentence. Wait, what were the other ones? I'm curious now because I just um, all of them. How long have you been doing YouTube? Uh, how you describe your content? Uh, who inspired you? You said Megan, the channel. And um, is your content originally what you wanted to do? Well, okay, so the the inspired thing, because that that that's really interesting. It was it was interesting because the people that inspired me were firstly like Shade Dawson and Megan, mm -hmm. but I, I didn't do their type of videos. Like yeah. I would never have the audacity to make something as crazy as Shane does because I can't do that. And I think there was one point where I did a video kind of similar to Megan, but like that was it. It's like, I don't know, I, I respected both their content a lot, but it wasn't my type of content, you know? It's like, I always found that the biggest inspiration when I was making videos were seeing my friends who were also making videos. So like if I saw a friend post a video and I hadn't posted in a while, I was like, oh shoot, well gotta get back to that. Um, and seeing everyone else having fun and being creative and, and awesome, that's kind of what always drove me time after time to keep doing it. Um, okay, so questions I want to ask. So how did you get into theater in the world of musical theater? Ooh, amazing. Okay, well, when I was, I think in like third or fourth grade, um, the church I was at was putting on plays. and But they, but they also had like a theater company, but I don't remember like anything about it i just remember the shows i was in it was really weird um so like the typical like jesus play and then i was in like a charlie brown one and then i was in one that they wrote about pirates i don't really remember but it was kind of a christmas show i i don't know i literally played barrel guy and i sat in a barrel that was so uncomfortable and had like these one-line zingers and then i went back in my barrel so like okay. that was my start that was <laughs> Yeah, literally, okay. Um, and then I kind of, I left that because like, I don't know, I just did. And then when I got into middle school, our school was doing Jungle Book and I was like, oh, that sounds so fun. So I auditioned and I was Baloo. So that was amazing. Um, and then since then, it was kind of like I would find random things here and there, mostly through school. Um, but then I also got involved with a youth theater company uh, in the area. And then after that, got involved with another like adult community theaters. And yeah, I don't know. I've worked as director, actor, and a bunch of other stuff behind the scenes. And I was like, oh, I really, really enjoy this. And I found out, oh, you can go to school for this. And so I did. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, has acting always been something you thought about doing as a kid? Or did it just happen? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, well, I do know. It's like, I when I was younger, that was like my dream. I was like, I want to live in New York and be an actor. Eh. But then when I grew up, I was like, oh, you can't do that. Like, people don't just do that. Like, so I was supposed to be a marine biologist. Um, 
And I was supposed to go to school in Hawaii, actually, to study that. But for some reason, I chose Dirty New York to study musical theater. So <laughs> I don't know. It's good. So like, yeah, it, it's cool because I... I know it's something that I really, really enjoy and always have enjoyed. It's just kind of crazy that I was actually able to pursue that. Like, not saying it's, I don't know if it's going to succeed or not, but that just that I had the chance to go after it and try was really, really cool. Because I never thought that that would be, that would happen. And I live in New York, which is like, what? Like, that's so cool to me. Yeah. I don't know. So like in current age, um, what, current, whatever, current age, <laughs> um, do you think that theater has kind of evolved from when you first got introduced to it in terms of like uh popularity of it you know i had an original answer but then once you said that it kind of changed but my original answer was i don't think it really evolved as much as it did like my perception on it evolved because like doing it in like small town virginia like who knows what broadway is like nobody but like once i looked into it myself and started figuring out more for myself i was like oh this is like a whole thing like wow um and my mom actually has seen a lot of broadway shows because she uh used to go to different countries a lot so she saw like miss saigon original broadway cast in china not original broadway cast but like some original cast in china like what like um so once i figured out more and more um i understood how big of a thing it is but my new answer was yes uh, I do think it has gotten more widespread, more popular because of shows like Heathers and Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen. Because um, I think the biggest theater people are theater kids. Yeah. And so now that we have theater high schoolers finding musicals about high schoolers, they're like going nuts, which is like awesome. I think that's so cool. Um, but I think that once those shows started coming out and getting traction and being popular, that's when it really kicked into high gear of like the mass spread of broadway everywhere yeah because i would start to see like fan pages for like broadway shows and things like that on social I... media yeah and it's like i don't know it's like something happened in terms of i think hamilton is really what caused a lot of people to like get into theater because oh, yeah. i, I oh, think yeah. this around the time i saw like fan pages and all that stuff so like hamilton really broke a mold there yeah no exactly and i think that also too right when i was getting off of youtube I was noticing, I was like, there's nobody doing, like, theater content. It was, like, Thomas Sanders would do videos sometimes, like, that was it. And I was like, oh, that might be a niche I could worm my way into. But now when I look, there's so many people doing theater content. And I'm like, okay, well, there's enough of them. I don't need to add to that noise. So um, I think it really has kind of, at least, I mean, granted, I'm basically a child who knows nothing about the real world. But, like, I think in terms of the internet, it's definitely blown up. Mm -hmm. When you think in terms of, like actual real world you don't really think how many people are into theater in terms of like right. the internet it's like we can we can totally see how many people are into theater you know right right and that's the thing too is because like being in new york is so different because when i'm when i'm here in virginia it's like okay these theater kids on the internet are going crazy they love heathers like that type of thing mm -hmm. but then when i go there um, or like, okay, I'll switch the show out. I'll be like, okay, theater kids here are crazy on the internet. They love Be More Chill. And then I go to New York and it's all like rich old white people that love Broadway. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are crazy. They hate Be More Chill. Like, it's like, it's the such a- changes. Oh my gosh, it's so different. Cause I mean, to live close to Broadway, you have to have so much money anyway, cause everything is so expensive. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I feel like the people that are in the city all the time kind of have a control over 
house shows do to an extent because they're the ones that can go on a random Tuesday, you know? Like, all the families, they plan their vacations for, like, the weekend. Um, but also most families and tourists, they go see, like, Lion King and Aladdin anyway, you know? So, yeah. Which is cool. No shade to Lion King or Aladdin. That's fun. Yeah. But because I feel like in terms of like people visiting, it's like okay, well, we want to see what's popular. We want to see what's you know something we saw a commercial about compared to oh, let's see this off Broadway show that we never heard about. That right. The locals right, right, right. know. You know. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. I mean, they're all gonna go see Disney or Phantom, mm-hmm. that or Wicked or Wicked. Um. But it's cool because since I've been living in New York, I've been able to see a lot of the off-Broadway theaters specifically. I love off-Broadway because it's so less stressed. Like, I feel like Broadway is like, it has to be perfect. It has to be this. And it's like this movement and breathe here and like that type of thing. But like, I feel like off-Broadway, it's just like fun. And everyone's just having fun and putting on a show. And it just kind of is what it is. And that is so much more relaxing to me. Plus, I think (laughs) off-Broadway shows have more like... I don't know. I think like they have more like more wiggle room in terms of like creativity in what the show is. Yeah, and I mean, less people are gonna be down their throats if they do something wrong. Yeah, too. That's a big thing. In terms of Broadway shows, what's a show that you've seen that kind of really changed your view on theater? Oh gosh. Hmm. Well, the first Broadway show that I ever saw was Newsies mm-hmm. with the original Broadway cast. Love everything about Newsies. So much fun. Um, so that's definitely what got me kind of into the stage aspect but the first one i listened to was wicked so i was like "Ooh, music fun great two girls singing harmonies love that um but then i feel like once i got to new york there's a few shows that really drive like drove me to like do better and be better and that was like i saw harry potter amazing um Hades Town, amazing. Be More Chill, so much fun, such high energy, one of my favorite shows ever, even though everyone hates it. Um, so, like, I, I think that shows that have a lot of heart behind them. Like, it's not like, I mean, like, Chicago's classic, but it was just kind of what it is. So I was like, not my favorite, like, something like that. Like, I'm sure everyone else loves it for good reason, but I'm like, eh. But, like, for stuff that like you can see like the people behind it are so invested and are so passionate about telling the story that's kind of what drove me was that the question yeah like cool yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah I, w- I would say those are a, f- a few to name because one is really difficult what's your favorite show you've seen so far besides oh, be more chill okay besides be more chill um oh, that's so difficult because like okay i'm gonna say my favorite play has been harry potter and my favorite musical, Hades Town. How is Harry Potter? I've been saying I want to go see it. Oh my gosh! Um, incredible, amazing. I mean, tickets for that. Okay, so the thing about Harry Potter when I first got to New York was I was like, this show is untouchable. Like I could never afford to go see Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. But I had never won any of the lotteries, so I was like, oh shoot, I am never gonna see this show. And then I was just on StubHub one day. And it was there. Someone was selling both tickets together for a very, very good price. And I was like, oh, interesting purchase. So I was like, cool, here we are. And I knew it was going to be good because I was like, it wouldn't be this successful or this like inaccessible if it wasn't good. Amazing. Like, oh, my gosh. Holy set design. Like just that itself. Like, like it's all of its tricks and how they do their magic, which I can't say, like all type of stuff. Amazing. I one of the best productions I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh yeah, if you can get tickets, that's 
amazing. So as Corbin stated before, he's in college. Um, he goes to the American Music... Wait, what is it? I forgot. It's American <laughs> Music Dramatic Academy? Yeah, yeah, Amda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, He goes to that school in New York. Um, how is it going there? Uh, rough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Granted, it's it's nice because it's exactly what I want to do, and I don't have to do any of like the filler of like math. So like that's nice, um, but it's a very grueling process. It's very much like you have no time to do anything else but this. So buckle up. Um, so that's good in terms of I'm learning a lot and I'm learning quickly and I'm seeing my personal growth but bad because I don't ever sleep like every single night my joke that I would tell people back home was like every night I have to eat sleep and shower but I can only pick two so like (laughs) there's that nevertheless when there's homework so no I I love it with all my heart and I'm very passionate about what I'm doing but I would like a nap every now and then yeah Um, yeah uh because I because I know about AMDA, um, they're a really good school. Um, yeah. Are you doing the full four year in New York, or are you doing two in New York, two in LA? Uh, I am doing. Well, okay, so I'm not doing a four at AMDA. What I'm doing is I'm going to New York for two years to get their conservatory certificate type thing, and I'm tra- transferring to another school in the area that takes AMDA's certificate as an associate's degree, mm-hmm. so I can combine the associate's degree with credits from back home and then do like a year at another school um and get a bachelor's of fine arts in musical theater Mm -hmm. from like a real school not like amda college you know stuff like that is it a new york school yeah 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 yeah. um so i i think i'm supposed to be talking to them soon i think i don't really know i haven't been a good adult since i've been on summer break so i'm just kind of (laughs) doing doing. (laughs) uh well good luck with that i hope you get in Thank you. Um, for the people who don't know, AMDA is a performance art school, obviously. If you're someone who's looking for a performance art school, look into AMDA. Um, they do offer a lot of things, which I thought was pretty cool when I was looking at them when I uh, applied. I lost my train of thought. I'm trying to remember it. I keep talking, but I can't remember it. It's okay. <laughs> is, 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 the, is the rubber band helping? I hope. <laughs> for everyone that can't see, Mickey has his rubber band. He's stretching out and pushing against his face, and I don't know what it's doing, but it's helping, I guess. Well, I will say, though, Audition process for Amda is like really, what's that like hard? It's kind of like. It's like a lot though. Yeah, it is. I mean, it yeah. depends on what you do. Because they do uh, singing, dancing, and uh, performance uh, mm-hmm. theater. Um, I met, when I went to my audition, a few people who did dancing and singing, they said it was the hardest audition they've ever done. Mm-hmm. Which I can imagine. Um, for me personally, the audition, it was, I don't know, it was kind of intimidating. Because when I, I don't know how it was for you, but when I did it, I literally went in the room. It was one guy sitting at this huge table in yep. this huge empty space. And it was like, mm-hmm. very intimidating to do. Wait, well, what program were you auditioning for? Uh, theater. Uh, so like, like acting? Just acting? Yeah. Straight acting? Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Studio. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was, I don't know, it was kind of weird just being in this big ass conference room <laughs> like one person <laughs> yeah no, wait did you do the the dc audition yes it was it, it, it's, it's at the hotel and you have to walk down the stairs mm-hmm. yeah terrifying that's where i had mine a few years ago yeah. um so for mine i had to prepare a monologue mm-hmm. and a song it was so scary because i didn't know anybody there mm-hmm. and 
they showed us like this video of like here's Amta and it's like that's super fun but then it was like me and like 12 kids that were auditioning for musical theater and I felt like everyone was so talented and so professional and I'm over here and I'm just like oh hope I don't squeak on the last note like you know like that type of thing mm-hmm. and it was so intimidating um but the person who gave my audition actually ended up being one of my teachers when I went to AMDA, which was so cool. Um, so once I got in there, I was very comfortable. Mm-hmm. But before then, I was like super nervous and kind of like bugging out. But yeah. yeah, it was good. So living in New York, how's that? Dirty. I mean, besides that. <laughs> Everything <laughs> I feel like is dirty. Um, <laughs> but like, um, I love living in New York. I definitely know that it's not going to be something I want to do forever. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's a it's a lot of noise, it's a lot of energy, and I know at some point I'm gonna get tired of it. Yeah. But for I, th- I feel like for right now, while I'm young and being what I am, I feel like it's a it's a good place to be because there's always something to do, there's always something open, there's always a food place where I, when I'm hungry, like at 3 a.m., like it's totally fine. Um, so that part's really nice. But everything is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like my Chipotle meal here is like. 10 to 12 bucks there it's like 20 so that's annoying um so i don't know it's like good because it's taught me how to save money and be cheap and stuff um while also learning how to be a human being like an adult human being because it's like i had to learn how do i do laundry how do i do this how do i cook how do i meal prep so it's like it was interesting learning all of that in a place like new york because it's like there's like no room for, for failure if you that's a bad road to go down because then yeah. you just get behind and eh. But um, I really enjoy it. Um, my room is very tiny. I feel like I'm saying a lot of negative things, but I'm like... <laughs> I mean, no, it's the truth. Everyone knows this. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, yeah, these are all like the negative things. But for some reason, I actually don't know why I love it. I just do. It's mm-hmm. like, my room is super tiny, but it was like so cozy. And I was like, cute. Like, this is my one little space that I have by myself. Mm-hmm. Um... And just kind of like the energy of the city, especially for being someone studying musical theater, made me want to work harder every day, you know, mm-hmm. which, which which is a really nice motivator that I know I wouldn't have if I went to school around where I live. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. I do like that. Okay, let's go to questions. So some people have submitted some questions yes. to ask you. I don't know if you remember these questions. Um... I don't. I remember one person asked a question that I didn't know who they were, so I was kind of like, oh, but aside from that. So the first question comes from Bittersweet Jenna, and her question is, what is your dream role on Broadway? Oh, goodness. Um, I think right now, because I've started thinking about dream roles in a way of, as I'm here as a 20-year-old, what can I play right now that would be awesome? Mm-hmm. I think right now my dream role is Michael and Be More Chill, just because that I feel like I that's such a good role for me. Um, and that would be so much fun. I love the show. I feel like I would have so much fun being part of that production. Um, so I, I guess for right now, it would definitely be Michael. Um, what if Be More Chill didn't exist? What would be your other dream role? Ouch. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go... Oh, that's so hard. I used to think I was an Evan Hansen type, but I found out I'm not an Evan Hansen type. Um, I feel like if I could play guitar... Or liar, I would want to play Orpheus in Hades Town because I really like that one. But th- there's also rules. When I get older, I would like to play, but like right now, I can't. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so right now, yeah. 
<laughs> um, next question comes from Poppy L Troll. This is one that I didn't know who they were, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how had being in CYC influenced, effect, and trained you for AMBED professional theater? Okay, amazing. So CYT is uh, Christian Youth Theater, and that's my youth theater company I was part of before I went to, to college. Um, and I feel like it, it prepared me a lot. I think this this is a good thing, not just for my community theater, but for a lot of community theaters, is I think that it really well kind of gives you an idea of how to be in a show. Mm-hmm. Like, because I know so many people that I go to school with that have no idea what being in a show is like because they haven't been Mm -hmm. so they don't know like the background stuff they don't know how to operate backstage or like just to stop talking or like stuff like that but i feel like when you're part of a community theater you get a taste of that really early especially if you're part of a good one and i feel like out of the four or five community theaters i've worked with cyt had one of the most professional show environments which i think was really good you know like they had like the full stage hair and makeup section uh green room all type of stuff that i think like relates very well back to what being in a professional show is like mm-hmm. um granted it's not the same but like it's 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 close to it so i feel like that's really good and it helps you like learn like like music training like how to learn music quickly and just all different stuff like that blocking stage directions i feel like it's it's such a good setup for what things are actually like and it's going to teach you what you actually want to know if you're going to pursue that so I, th- I think it prepared me very well i think it helped a lot it's cyt that um I don't know, I see you, like, a while ago, post, like, a theater convention you was at. Is that CYT? Yeah, um, so CYT is actually a national company. So they have branches all over the country, mm-hmm. and every year they have um, an expo in California, and all the branches go meet up there to either do, like, a leadership course or an, an improv contest. And so this year I helped run the improv contest, which was so much fun. Um, so, yeah, it's a national thing, but I was just part of my branch in Virginia. Mm. It looks like fun. Oh, it's so I had a blast when I was still there, and even when I was working, so much fun. I'm actually in a show with them right now because every so often they do like an adult show. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we're doing Hunchback. Oh, fun! So, oh yeah, it's so much fun. It's a blast most of the time. <laughs> Why most of the time? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not gonna expose myself on the internet, but I, you know, there are just moments. People just need to like stop talking, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just trying to learn my music. Yeah, That's all. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question comes from the real Beth Rich, and she. Oh, said- this, this is my friend Bethany. <laughs> Hello, Beth. She Hello, says, Bethany. How are you, Corbin? You know, I am tired because yesterday. I'm going to bring everything back to be more chill about this podcast. I hope that's cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I, or today's Wednesday. Monday, I got up at 5 a.m. and took a bus to New York to do a workshop with George Salazar, who plays Michael in Be More Chill. <laughs> so that was one of the best experiences I've had as an actor ever. Because George is someone I look up to very, very, very highly. So much respect for him. And I was able to like, he, like he worked with me, like he listened to me sing and tweak stuff and fix things. Mm-hmm. And then I also got to talk to him after about like certain issues that he talked about that he, that he had when he was up and coming that I'm having now. And I got to talk to somebody who knows what it's like. Cause it's, it's one thing to hear from people that like love you and care about you and be like, oh, just keep going. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing to hear from somebody who knows what they're talking about. Be like, here's what I did. Here's how you get through it. And you will get through it. That just 
makes everything so much clearer. So I did that on Monday and then I slept in an Airbnb um, and the owner didn't speak English. So that was a whole mess. And then I got on the bus and came back yesterday and I have rehearsal tonight. So that's where we're at. I'm tired. I'm very tired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, See, I think that's it for me. Let me check Twitter. Oh, wait, I can't. My last Twitter account is gone. (gasps) Yeah, what happened with that? So apparently, because I retweeted stuff that had music in it, that counted as copyright, but I didn't post the video. I just retweeted it. So I got suspended. When when is it coming back? I don't know. I've tried to uh, appeal it. They're basically saying if I want to appeal it, I have to... It's very complicated. It's like I have to like get like um, legal stuff for like the rights to this and blah blah blah. It's like just 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 be like I'll I'll undo the retweet. Like what the heck? (laughs) Yeah, it's. Do they go after everyone that retweets copyrighted music? That's so odd. Because there was a while ago they started like suspending pages that had like music on it or people who retweeted stuff. Like I know uh, like fan pages, like a lot of fan pages that I follow, like Beyonce pages. Um. They would get suspended because they had Beyonce stuff on there. So, what was it a Beyonce song you retweeted? No, I don't even know which video it was. Oh, yikes! So it was because I it just told me oh this tweet and it had like the link in it, but it's like it didn't show the actual tweet, so I didn't know what it was. I know one of the tweets were actually mine. Um, it was the like little recap thing I made for the Ariana Grande concert. Me and Lucas went to. Oh, yeah. And then the other stuff was just retweets. That's so stupid. Yeah, so... RP to that Twitter. So, whatever questions was on there, I can't access. Great! So now we're at the upper portion of the show. Feel free to ask me any questions, talk about any topic you want to talk about. Up to you. Yes, okay, so my first and foremost question... It's nice, because on this time, I actually didn't know that you applied for AMDA. Um, you didn't? So that's I really told you that before. Um, you definitely might have, and I might just be a bad person, but I... <laughs> It felt like new information, so maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but um, one of the things um, is I want to, because I, I feel like you've talked about it here and there, but like, tell me about your theater experience up to now. Okay. And like your involvement and stuff. Okay, so let's go back. Picture it, Sicily, 1933. Sicily, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, my first involvement in theater was a Christmas play that I did. Uh, I was in daycare. We were doing like my daycare was in a church they had we like hey it's christmas let's do a christmas program for the christmas church service so um they had us basically just forced us into the show we didn't have a choice um <laughs> so i was like great we want to do like the night before christmas i was gonna say nightmare the night before christmas oh um, i was so excited <laughs> for that. i was like yes this is halloween like <laughs> Um, so basically it was just like a bunch of Christmas stories, uh, compilated into one show. Mm-hmm. So, Night Before Christmas, um, Drummer Boy, like a lot of Christmas songs turned into like performances, if that okay. makes sense. And then, yeah. uh, I was like, okay, fun, I want to be Santa Claus, because that's like the main important character. And I didn't get it, I was very upset about that. I remember I was crying when I got home, I was like crying to my mother, like, I want to be Santa Claus, and you have to someone else, it's not fair! It's just so... <laughs> so, um, but I actually ended up playing that part, because the kid who plays Santa Claus got sick. So... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had nothing to do with um, that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, 
So that was like my first ever time doing it. And then the Christmas performance that we did, we had to sing a song. I don't know if you know the song. It's called Tomorrow by uh, Tevin Campbell. We had to sing that for like everyone at the church. It was part of the service. So I think that was my first like singing performance I ever done. Yeah, my first one. And then elementary school, we were doing The Wiz. Didn't get that. Oh. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things I want. I don't get. Um, and then let's see. Fast forward, middle school. We tried to have a theater pro- uh, theater program, but we didn't have the funds for it. So it kind of <laughs> felt that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like we tried to get it going, but it was just literally me, my PE teacher, who was also the theater person, and like two other kids. So every time after school, we just sat there, ate snacks, and talk about whatever. Yeah. <laughs> for free. And then <laughs> and then high school, I think ninth grade year, I was like, well, I want to really get into theater. But by the time I started high school, they were already doing Grease, so they already got casted everybody. We're in the middle of rehearsals and stuff, so it was too late for me to get on that. And then 10th grade year, what show was that? 10th grade year, we were doing The Wiz. Again. I auditioned for Again. that. <laughs> I auditioned for that. I got ensemble, um, mm-hmm. but I had to drop out because I had to save my grades. My grades were very terrible because it was like, look, either you be here for rehearsals or you're not in the show at all. Like, well, I, was, I need to save my grades so to get to the next grade, you know? Right. So I made that conscious decision. It sucked. The show was really good, though. So I was like, man, I could have been in that. <laughs> um, and then... 11th grade year, we were going to do Avenue Q. They got canceled because people didn't come to rehearsal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Avenue Q. Like, we didn't even get past... We learned one song. That was oh. And that's was... tragedy. Oh <laughs> my gosh. We didn't even get to the puppets yet. Like, that was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and then 12th grade year, we did James and the Giant Peach. Mm-hmm. And I got to play on Spiker. On Spiker. <laughs> um, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pretty chill show. And then after that, I started working at, do you know Atlas Theater? In, no. Oh, it's in DC. Um, but I started working there. I'm like stage hand crew, backstage crew. I do like lighting. Um, sometimes I'm a stage manager. Depends on that. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much my history. Oh, wait, so one, and then I did Cinderella oh, at one point. Yep. Um, played Prince Charming. That was fun. Um, yes. <laughs> and that, now, now that's my history theater. Wait, okay, so one thing I remember that you said last time, you did James the Giant Peach. Didn't you cut out all of the music from the musical? Oh, yeah, the teacher took all the music out. So yeah, okay, why? <laughs> I don't know. So at, when we first started, we were l- listening to the songs of the show. Yeah. And then, I don't know, like after, it was one day, school was over, we went to uh, the English teacher's classroom to rehearse. He was like, great, change of plans. We're going to cut the music and just do the play. I'm like, what happened to the music? He was like, well... Well, first of all, he didn't audition us to sing. He auditioned us. To, well, let me backtrack. So when okay. he auditioned us, we didn't do an average audition. It was more like, I want to say like um, little test trials. Like little improv test trials. Right. So okay. we had to do like a lot of like improv acting stuff. So that was that counted as our audition. So we didn't do a standard audition. And in that process, we never auditioned to sing. So, I guess he just decided, well, I don't know if any of y'all can sing, so I'm not going to take that risk. <laughs> <laughs> and we're okay. just going to make it an acting show. Um, so, he just took the music out and we just acted. Um, crazy. I was in James the Giant Peach and I was a grasshopper and that's some of the favorite music I've ever worked on. 
It's now. so much. I mean, <laughs> true. <laughs> okay, when you did Cinderella, did you have music? Cinderella, yes. We have music. So, uh, did you sing 10 minutes ago? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I love that. Okay, cool. Um, but for me, well, speaking of Cinderella, that's like a full circle moment for me because that was like the first Broadway show I ever saw. I saw Cinderella too. Um, oh, cute. Roger the Hammerstein, best production of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. I saw it with uh, Kiki Palmer and uh, Fran Drescher. Oh, cute. Yeah, it was really fun. I don't remember who I saw it with, if I'm totally honest. Because it, it was... Uh, huh? I was say, was it the original or was it like a celebrity? I don't remember. Like, because the thing is, I went to the summer camp a while ago. And it's weird because it was a summer camp that was like all very rich Jewish families. Mm. And then me. So, like... <laughs> Well, I was at the camp because my mom was working, so it paid for it, which was nice. And she got to go, too. It was, like, a fun thing. But um, they had, like, like field trips for, like, the campers that were, like, optional. And some of them were, like, Broadway shows. So that's how I saw Newsies, and that's how I saw my first show. Um, But then one of them was Cinderella, and I don't remember who was in it. So that's awkward. Oh, no, because they had a lot of people in it. (laughs) Cause I know at one point Carly Rae Jimson, uh, Carly Rae Jimson played Cinderella, and oh, what? oh. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the girl who wrote the song "Call Me Maybe" played Cinderella. Um, who else they had in there? They had uh, Nene Leakes from Real Housewives playing an evil stepmother. <gasps> oh my gosh! Sorry, I really. <laughs> funny story about Nene Leakes, but I don't think I should tell it on the podcast, but I'll tell you after. Why? It involves something, like, kind of illegal. Oh. <laughs> and it's, I, I, I didn't do it, but someone close to me did it, so I need to tell you because it's super funny, but I don't want to put it on the internet. Okay, we're doing it after. <laughs> okay. Um, and then at one point they had, who else? They had Sherry Shepard play the Eagles' stepmother. Okay. And, I can't remember who else played Cinderella. Kiki Palmer, Carmen Jefferson, the original Cinderella. Oh, I figured it out. Um, I saw it in 2013, and the person in it was... Oh. Right, 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 right. Okay, so I don't know who this was at the time, but now, of course, I know who they are. It's uh, Laura Osnes. But yeah, that's Cinderella. That was my first show. I wish... Well, this is completely off topic, but shows I wish I could have seen. Um, Kiki Boots before it closed. Oh my gosh, I was in New York when it closed, and I could never get tickets. I think... Why did I watch Kiki? Oh, illegally on YouTube. <laughs> That's how I watched it. <laughs> also, like, the professionally recorded one is now on Broadway HD, so that's also a thing. Also, I definitely just laid down, so don't worry about it. <laughs> that's okay. I'm still here, though. Um, and then I wish I could have saw... I saw Newsies on Netflix when it was on Netflix. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and it was in theaters and stuff. Yeah, that was really good. Mm-hmm. And then... What else did I wish I could have saw? I think that's it. Just Kiki Boots. Because I've seen Aladdin... Oh, I wish I would have saw uh, Legally Blonde live. Oh my gosh, I know. That That's honestly one of my favorite shows. I love Legally Blonde. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, but I saw it on MTV when they did the whole special of Legally Blonde. Oh my gosh, the search for Elwood. <laughs> yeah. No, they showed like the whole entire Broadway show. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Like, it, like building up to the search for Elwood, it's like, hey, to celebrate this show, we're going to show the whole entire show of Legally Blonde on MTV. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 
how I found out that show, and it was really good. Laurel Bunny is the best. True. I saw Wicked mm-hmm. via YouTube. Of course. <laughs> then I saw SpongeBob via YouTube. Mm-hmm. I saw SpongeBob live, which was so much fun. And then I've seen Wicked many times because my school gives us free tickets. Love Wicked. For sure, I listen to. Amazing. And then I've seen Heather via YouTube. Yeah, I didn't see Heather's live. I think it... What was, what was Heather live? Like 2013 or something? Around there, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's why I need one of us all love. Fair. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Okay, my other open floor question. That is the section, right? This is the open yes. floor. That's not the... Okay, amazing. I thought so. <laughs> um, um, you know, I just want you to give yourself a moment to brag and tell everyone exactly how much you did for Stay Shook. <laughs> and literally how you were the reason that kept it afloat. Because we all know you were. We. I just want you to let the people know. <laughs> okay. Um, so for those of you who don't know, me and Corbin were on a collab channel called Stay Shook. Mm-hmm. But, um some of our other friends that we met at Playlist DC. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we had this idea to do a collab channel after Playlist DC happened, and uh, so it was like, great, we need someone to basically run the social media, run the page. <laughs> and basically... Six social media people, and we're like, we need one of them to run it. <laughs> so it was like, we had to, you know, someone had to take that role, but we never really officially gave anyone that role. Um... So then here I am, the Aquarius that I am, took over and, <laughs> and was like, great, here's a whole entire run through of the whole entire year in terms, in terms of content, content themes, when to post. Um, the only thing people had a say so in is when they wanted to upload. Yep. Other than that, uh, I ran the Twitter page, ran the YouTube channel. Um, when it was time to promote the page before we posted, I did all of that. Mm-hmm. Um... When it came, made, made the gifts. Yeah, on the Twitter pages to promote the videos, I made gifts for each and every video, every single day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I didn't edit the videos; that was on everyone else. Yo, oh, that was gonna ridiculous. <laughs> like, here's all my raw footage. Edit it. <laughs> like that. That. Oh, that'd be so awful. I know. Um, and then let's see. I made playlists of everyone's day. Mm-hmm. So Monday had a playlist, Tuesday had a playlist. Um, what else did I do? Everything else was just, in terms of like the video itself, it was up to the person who posted. But in terms of like the channel, channel art. Um, yeah, made the channel, made the channel art, um, made the schedule of every single week mm-hmm. from, from the ideas we put out there. Getting people involved, promoting. That was all just me. Yep. <laughs> Literally, it would be like Mickey would text the group chat and be like, "Here, I made this thing that none of us talked about doing it, but I know we need it." And we all be like, "Oh, cool, looks great." <laughs> like, here's this. Put it on your social media. Promote. Thanks. <laughs> and that was it. Yep, and we're all like, "Oh, MP3 video, great. It's on my YouTube channel." <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's things we're gonna shook. <laughs> Amazing. That truly was stay shook. Yeah. It only got anywhere because Mickey made the channel. So that's that. <laughs> um which to this day this channel has 500 subscribers 500 plus yeah that's crazy yeah and i have the most viewed video on the channel <laughs> <laughs> he does <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy because like people are rapidly more successful on stay shook than i am well no i guess the, con- the video you made was like the content video i guess a lot of people really needed that i guess i want to look at again and see oh yeah we have 566 subscribers mm-hmm. 
Uh, how many views does this video have now? Because last time I checked, I think it had 24k. <gasps> oh, 43k. Cool. Oh, fun. Did <laughs> <laughs> I this channel? Uh <laughs> I don't think we can. I don't think we were eligible for uh, monetization yet. Well, we are now. Oh, second most viewed video is uh, Casey Ice Bucket Challenge Gone Sexual? Question mark. Cops show up. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the most professional video I've ever made. Too bad it was not on my main channel, so... I don't know why you didn't upload it on your main channel. I... I don't know. Well, but also, like, I don't know the login of the channel. Didn't someone, like, change it or something so none of us could get in? No, it was... Someone deleted the channel for a second, didn't they? No. Wait, uh, am I thinking of my last collab channel? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Wait, oh, well, I don't think I have the login anymore. Because I think the, cause the only person who had the login... Well, first of all, because I made the password and I gave it to everyone. And then when, I think that's when Eric left, I was like, well, I need to change the password just in case he gets, like, I don't know, jealous and wants to, like, sabotage our channel. Wait, <laughs> I, I could have sworn that we were talking. I, someone definitely deleted the channel for a second. Because I remember I was, like, um, I would have used all those videos, and then they were back. So someone, like, privated it and then brought it back up, and we were all like, who the heck did that? I really could be going insane, but I'm 90% sure that that happened. If it did, I don't remember. Because every password... I mean, it wasn't relevant. The channel was already dead to us at that point, but like... <laughs> oh, this is like after we had the channel. Like, when it was done. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Um, I love our video titled Project Pink Teaser Asterisk Strobe Warning. Asterisk. That's my favorite. That's so fun. But yeah, it's like... I don't know, because every password that was on the Twitter page and the uh, YouTube, I made the passwords. Yeah. Yes, I don't remember that. Oh, very on brand for our friend uh, Nocho Nora. Do you enjoy being out in nature? <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends, I guess. Uh, if it's too hot, then no. <gasps> Oh, yeah, felt that. It's like 100 degrees in Virginia right now. I'm not going outside. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's something. One of the questions says, what slang or trend makes you feel old? But forget that question. Can we talk about, did you see the video of the dance battle of the TikTok kids at VidCon? Yeah. <laughs> the one that actually... <laughs> oh my God. Dead. Dead. I was literally, I saw that. I was like, I'm so glad I don't go to VidCon anymore. <laughs> I tweeted it. I was like, oh, this remind me that that remind me of that vibe of the two girls dancing the dark horse by Katy Perry. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that kills me. Um, oh my gosh. That on top of like, oh my gosh, just everything about VidCon is such a meme at this point. Um, Did you oh, hear that something happened with like a whole bunch of TikTok people? They couldn't get into a party, so they had to like shut down the party. <gasps> what? Like a whole bunch, like cause because they were TikTok people, they were like, "Oh, we're like content creators, let us in," and they would not let them in. Like oh it was a God. huge crowd of people, and they were like so pissed they had to shut down the party because they would not leave. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, the only other notable thing from VidCon that I remember is the kid that cut out the YouTube rectangle, and he he just was an apology video. video. <laughs> All of the ads and all dislikes. Oh my gosh. That kid was so smart. He made it into like everybody's vlog. Yeah. Like he he did that for himself. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know like anybody who went to VidCon. Like I know Taylor did. And I know Aurora did. Yeah, that's only two. Taylor, Aurora, Eric went. 
Oh, Eric and Jenna. Oh, Jenna went. I didn't know that. I, I just saw a picture of them together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't talk to her anymore. Is that genuinely, like, it? <laughs> yeah, as far as I know. Angel didn't go this year. Nope, Angel didn't go. Uh, Sydney didn't go. I think she's somewhere across. She's just in Australia, I think. I fully thought she was in New Jersey right now. I, well, no, on her Instagram story, she's, like, in Barcelona. I think she's traveling. Oh, crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, I know Casey's traveling, too. So yeah, Casey's go. in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I know Nora, Nora almost got killed by Bear. Um, oh, yeah, she told me about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no one really went. Nope. These people that I know, like, are genuinely friends with. Right, yeah. I don't know anybody that I'm friends with that went to VidCon. I mean, like, internet mutuals, I didn't, yeah, I know a few people. But, like, genuine, genuine friends. Well, granted, most people I named are also just kind of internet mutuals. So, there's yeah. also that. Wait, anything else? Before we go to the next topic? Uh, let's go to the next topic. Okay, well, the next topic is stay shut. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. So, um, in terms of the channel, what do you think could have been the biggest improvement? Ooh, commitment? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that. I feel like for some people, like myself, um, I feel like. I mean, I never miss an upload day, um, and but that didn't always necessarily make for good content. Mm-hmm. But on the same hand, I feel like I enjoy most of the videos I put out. There's one that was like from like movie week, mm-hmm. and I had no clue what to do, so I just talked about my favorite movies. I feel like that video was stupid. Um, but, like, aside from that, I don't know. It was just, like, it seemed like people kind of started, like, dying off, mm-hmm. I guess. All, and it was it was because it was a really busy time for everybody, you know? Like, yeah. we had a lot of people in college. Me and Reagan were graduating high school. Like, we were all in such busy periods of time that I think that if... if I, I think it was the right idea at the wrong time. Uh, yeah. Um, like, if we had, like, started, like, over the summer when we were all, like, kind of more free, I think we would have had a much bigger chance um at at becoming something because mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like we definitely had like the people and the talent and the comedy and the skill level to be really big i feel like we just didn't have the right drive at the time you know yeah because I, I don't know because when we started it's like we like the drive was there like oh great the idea yeah. the motivation now let's execute it but it's like as time went on i guess we yeah. really picked the worst time possible Right, and in, in addition, right after that, I mean, everyone died off of YouTube anyway. I mean, I don't, I don't post. Um, I don't think Nora really posts. Like, I think she posted like a video recently. Yeah, she posts but, every once in a while. Yeah. Um, Casey, Casey doesn't do YouTube. I don't think Reagan does. She hasn't in a while. No. But like, I know you do. I know Eric does. I think Brandon does. He does sometimes. Um, I don't think Era does. Sometimes she does too. Yeah, but like it was like kind of a, at a weird time where like most people were like falling out of YouTube in general anyway. So I don't know. I feel like for, for some people it became more of like a commitment than like a fun thing to do, you know? Yeah. Plus, I think some people weren't used to the whole idea of like uploading every week because a lot of them upload right. like once a month. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, I never had an upload schedule, so like having an upload schedule definitely pushed me um to try harder and be better um but i know at times it was also just kind of like i gotta get something out there you know yeah um let's see 
were to start the channel, let's say, this month, do you think it would be successful as it was, as it is now, if we were actually posting? Like, with the same people? Yeah, with the same people, and we, do you think we would've got those subscribers that we have now, from actually posting and not having a vacant channel? Oh, yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, I think that we are all so funny in such different ways, mm -hmm. and that we're all such different people that we have different things to bring to the channel. I, th I think we very well could get very big. Granted, are we talking, is the channel with Eric or with Era? That's a good question. <laughs> or like both, do they share the day now? Sure, they share I, the day. I, I mean, granted, I don't think that would really change a whole lot. I feel like all the things that I said we would get big for still stay intact with mm. Era or Eric. Um, yeah, cause I, I don't know. I just feel like if we could, uh, I don't know. Yeah, if like if commitment was if commitment would have stayed like strong as it was in the beginning, and mm -hmm. um, and it didn't feel like you know I had to carry the whole entire weight of like ideal on my back, we could have been great, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I, I've definitely had like a few ideas like since then of like, oh, this would be really fun if we started doing like something like this or like that or you know whatever. Um, but I don't know. I I think if, if everyone had the commitment and drive and like the time, um, it, it could be a, a good thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was a great learning experience. I will say that. Oh, absolutely. I had so much fun doing it while yeah. it was fun. My wrapping up question Do you ever see yourself coming back to YouTube? Um. Um, or is it a good possibility? You know, I think that it could very well be a possibility as soon as I get the time again. Because I know that once I go into third semester in school, third semester, I am not going to have the time. But maybe during fourth semester, which will be like maybe in February, not that I'm giving a date of when I'm coming back because I don't have one. Um, or even after that, like if I find something that like, I'm specifically passionate about and like I want to make videos about this and that type of thing then yeah I think it's definitely a possibility but there's no plans for it right now I think you should especially since a lot of um like you said before a lot of uh theater content creators are kind of like growing and opening up this field right it, it would be a great um area for you to get into yeah that that too and I think another thing is like I, I know that when I was doing YouTube I always like not censored because I'm not like crazy, but like I definitely like didn't say certain things because of like the communities I was in because like like Christian Youth Theater, like my high school is a part of Christian school and stuff like that, and it's like I was very nervous to like put myself out on the line in that way, mm -hmm. um, for fear of reprimand coming in some sort of way. So like I never swore, I never made bad jokes, like that, that type of stuff. Not that like I do that like a whole lot. Um, but like, I was very careful about it that I feel like I kind of put like a, a restraint on it to an extent. So I don't know, maybe I would need to figure that out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, at some point in the future, I think it could definitely be a possibility because I think that I'm pretty knowledgeable about theater and stuff like that. And it's something that I like talking about. So maybe. Yeah. Plus, uh, plus I feel like, you know, whatever knowledge you have could be like helpful to people who are either like going down the same path if you going to a performance art school or they just want to get involved in theater 
Oh, absolutely. Um, and I know that I watched so many pe- videos of people that went to AMDA before I went myself. So, like, maybe stuff like that, because I never found, like, some concise answers. Mm-hmm. So I'll just, like, go through and answer all the questions about AMDA anybody could ever have, ever. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> college vlogs. College vlog. Yeah, true. Something like that. But the walls are so thin at college, so, like, I feel like people would hear me, like, recording and stuttering and being a mess, and I'd be like, please, I'm so sorry. No, I can't. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um... Yeah, my mind's running the blank. Mm, me too. It's that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess I'm just gonna make this the ending. Thank you everyone for listening to Social Media Introvert. Uh, thank you, Corbin, for coming back again <laughs> to do this. <laughs> Second time's the charm, hopefully. <laughs> um, if you want to know more about Corbin and follow him and everything that he does, um, Everything's going to be down below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you stream this on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play. I have so many available websites. I'm like, ugh. I listen on the Apple Podcast app. Because I can set a sleep timer and it just shuts off and I don't miss the whole podcast because I fell asleep. Mm. There you go. It's nice. It's nice. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, until next time, thank you for listening and I will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.